I can let him sing it all day long. Loving me, a little Stapleton. Welcome back live here in beautiful Dallas, Texas. North Dallas, that is. It's a beautiful day. I can't complain. I thought it was going to be cool, but it's close to 70 degrees, so it is getting a little warmer. Hopefully the freeze is over. We got a good one, though, ladies and gentlemen. Really excited to bring on uh, a friend of ours. He played in our golf tournament years ago. And I'm a big fan of someone I think personally needs no introduction. That's for sure. Uh, but great actor, uh, Nick Searcy. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good, Adam. Thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, I've been I've been pretty busy. I'm sorry I hadn't been to the golf tournament in the last <laughs> few years, but I've been uh, been working. No, and that's good. Work is good. And <laughs> I want to talk to you about your work because, um, in fact, uh, first of all, let me just start off by saying that, you know, if if you're not familiar with Nick's name, which you probably should be, but Nick has been you've been doing this for a long time. You've been a lot of good stuff. And um, I'm a big fan of a lot of your work. Obviously, Justified is, I think, one of the best shows that made it on television for so long. But I want to ask you a question about the most recent thing you just did. And, yeah. you know, you've been you've been honest and outspoken over the years. So I'm so happy to know that you're. uh in line or with with my beliefs and so forth um yeah but you just did a movie called police state right and for a lot of those maybe who aren't familiar with it can you just elaborate a little bit about it well i've been sort of working in the documentary space for a little while in the past two or three years i've made two documentaries i'm about to release a third uh, sequel to capital punishment which we released in 2021 but Dinesh D'Souza wanted to make a movie about um, how the uh, police, he calls it police state because he thinks that's what America is becoming. Yeah. That uh, America is beginning to punish its political enemies rather than punish criminals. Or at the very least, consider their political enemies to be criminal, you know, which is, you know, what they do in police states the, in, in places like Venezuela and North Korea. If you oppose the government, you are a criminal. Right. And so he that documentary police state is is uh, interviews with people uh, that have been affected in this way. And he called me up and he said, you know, we're going to do some uh, considerable reenactments in this movie. And, you know, we'd, we'd like to know if you'd like to participate. And so basically I'm acting in police state. Yeah. I'm sort of the symbol of the, uh, the oppressive FBI basically. Actually, you know, you did a great job cause I really hated your uh, character to be honest with you. And that's when you know, you do such great work. Cause like, honestly, like it was, it's just, first of all, it's so it's scary this is a scary thing that we're, I think, all living in. And the idea that this could be real or it is real is a whole yeah. nother uh, conversation. But I yeah. thought it was done very well. Um, and you've you've done a lot of roles in the world of, uh, let's just say, uh, police or security or whatever it might be. I mean, from just I've played a lot of policemen. That's yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. And I, I, I mean, you've done a lot of different things, but it's just so funny. I watched the movie recently and I actually didn't even know you were in it until I started watching it. And it was a movie called Muzzle, which was great, yeah. especially if anyone yeah. likes dogs, police dogs in particular. I have a German shepherd. It was yeah. it was a great movie, too. And that was one of your newest ones. Yeah, that's coming out. Uh, I mean, that came out this year. There's another thing uh, that I did called The Perfect Couple, which is a little series for Netflix. Mm. 
um, Nicole Kidman and Lee Schreiber and Dakota Fanning and Nick Searcy and you know some some other people. But yeah. that that'll be six episodes coming out sometime soon. It'll be out soon. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been you know I I started out playing bad guys. My sort of big break was in Fried Green Tomatoes, where I was mm-hmm. the wife beating Klansman husband. Yeah. So. I kind of got a, a lot of bad guys since then, and, and that's the joke I always tell. Is like, I've played serial killers and racists and Klansmen and sexual rassers. I mean, I've played a lot of Democrats. It's you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. You know, you know what? That's interesting though. And you know, if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine too. But it's just, uh, you know, you work. You've had this long career in Hollywood, yeah, and you've kind of been outspoken about certain things in, in politics, um, especially and with just where the, the, the world's going, you know, um, how, how is it, how, how is it for you to kind of, I mean, it seems like you're still working pretty well. It hasn't been like you've been put on a certain type of list, if you will, but what's well, it like for you? <laughs> yes and no. I mean, I, for me, I sort of stopped caring about that and just started ignoring. I don't care what they think of me. Hmm. You know, I, I sort of got to the point where it's like, okay, I've, I'm okay. I'm not going to starve to death. I'm going to be okay. And there's things I care about that I want to be honest about and that I want to make projects about. And, you know, if some people don't want to work with me, that's fine. There's people out there that I don't want to work with too. So, but you know, what happens recently i mean with the perfect couple you know that was a pretty big series and my manager called me up and said they're really interested in you for this and i they but the network has to approve you and i said who's the network and he said netflix and i went all right well good luck with that uh <laughs> but they did i mean you know i can't explain it people ask me that all the time why do you think they keep you letting you work and i go i don't know maybe they don't know who i am <laughs> maybe they don't pay attention to you know, the political side of me. I, I don't know, but, you know, I had a great time on that show, worked with old friends. Everybody was nice. Nobody brought up politics, you know. It's really pretty rare when you're on a set that people bring up politics, at least around me. And maybe that's what they do. They go, don't talk politics around Cersei. You know, it's just not worth it. Is that really, is that a rarity? It really doesn't ever get brought up when you're working? I mean, I hear it once in a while, like especially in a really political season, you know, but for the most part, you know, especially if you're you don't have time for that kind of nonsense. You know, you you're usually on a very tight schedule. You've got work to do. We're there to make a creative story. We're there to, you know, make a piece of art. And so it really doesn't lend itself to political discussions very often. I mean, sometimes at lunch or something. Well, you know, you speaking of the art, I mean, you're a guy, I believe you were born in one of the Carolinas, maybe North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. So how does a guy from North Carolina make it in Hollywood? You know, I have a book coming about, out about that in May. Okay, okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's a biography that's going to be released in May called Justify This. Um, you know, it's my, my story. But basically what happened to me was... Uh, you know, I, I got kind of uh, the bug for acting when I was a kid. I, I, I did some plays when I was in the fifth or sixth grade at the local university. They needed an actual kid in their show. And I just, you know, ever since then, I was like, that's what I want to do. And so I just sort of did a bunch of plays. I mean, I probably did a uh, hundred plays wow. by the time I got out of college, you know, and just sort of kept going and 
decided I would move to New York. So I went, went to New York after I graduated from University of North Carolina. I was there for seven years, did a lot of way off Broadway weird stuff. I didn't make a lot of money. But all that experience, um, I got married when I was in New York. We decided to move back to North Carolina because uh, we didn't want to have the baby in a four-story walk-up on yeah. 49th Street. So uh, when I moved back to North Carolina in 1989, a lot of the movies had come there to shoot. And so I wound up getting parts in Days of Thunder and Prince of Tides and yeah. a bunch of little TV movies. There was just so much going on there. And then I went in to read for a little part in Fried Green Tomatoes, and John Avnet thought I looked—I guess he thought I looked mean and stupid—and he <laughs> said, "You know, let's let's read Nick for the bad guy." Yeah. And I wound up getting that, and that sort of gave me a career. So I, you know, it was just all I can say about it is that I just really wanted to do it, and I didn't know how, and I just decided I'd go figure it out. You know. Well. Someone I didn't who, know anybody in the business. I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah, have any sure. connections. So, you know, well, someone who's been doing this for quite a while, you've kind of seen this, the industry change and there's a lot of changes, you know, I mean, from, yeah. I mean, streaming is, is one of many changes a as an actor and, you know, with the film industry and that's how you've made your living over the years. What's, what's your opinion on just the changes itself? Like, you know, how, how has it affected you? Is are there good benefits from it? Uh, just discuss that. I'm just curious. You know, for me as an actor, the biggest change is that you don't really meet anybody anymore. You, you know, you used to go into rooms and you would audition for the whole team and you would shake hands and you'd get a feel for people. They would get a feel for you. Mm. Now it's all just tape because COVID kind of killed everything. Nobody wants to ever meet anybody anymore because they're afraid they might get a cold. Yeah. So you know, it's like that changed everything. And so now it's, it's, it's become rather impersonal. Mm -hmm. It's become sort of like, um, and it, it, to me, it seems to have become less based on art than it is on commerce. You know, that now it's much more about who's the star, you know, we can build a movie around Will Smith or Josh Brolin or whoever the star is. And then the rest of it, they just don't care about Unless it's a big tentpole studio movie, you know, and then they, you know, they have $300 million to throw at everybody. So it, it the business has become much less um, something that you can kind of earn your way into. In Not a way. sure. It's in know. interesting, though. Um, you've been living in California for quite a while, although it seems like you might spend more of your time elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the, I mean, that's true. Every time I get a job, I, I'm not here. There's not much shooting here. Yeah. So it's become kind of not necessary to live in Los Angeles like it used to be when I first moved out here. And that's how I felt a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. it comes down to that. Well, uh, yeah. before we let you go, because uh, certainly I know you're busy, but uh, it's really thrilling to have you on, especially someone who has been unafraid to kind of speak the truth over the last X amount of years. I even saw, I forget what it was for. You might've been at a, at a university a few years back, maybe during the election and you, you were speaking. It was, it was phenomenal. I think you had an hour on stage. If you know, if you recall what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's Hillsdale college speech. They, oh, they put me on. Yeah. Politics. So and good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I well, didn't think anyone well, had balls to do stuff like that. <laughs> Well, the the actually the transcript of that speech opens my 
my forthcoming book in May called Justify This. Everybody look for that. <laughs> there you go. Before we let but there's you know, a lot, you know, there's a lot coming out this year too. There's a movie actually released today called America's America Invaded. Okay. That I narrate, which wow. is a documentary about mostly about the border and who's coming across. Really? You know, we, yeah. It, yeah. How is that going to be available? It's available today, I believe. Okay. Um, AmericaInvadedFilm.com. Okay. Pretty and then I'll be releasing a Capital Punishment 2 probably early early March, wow. which is a sequel to Capital Punishment movie about uh, January 6th. I was there. Were you really? I was there, yeah. And then uh, that's kind of how we made the first one is like, I was there and I didn't see anything like what they were showing us on television because the crowd was huge. and But all they showed you was like this sliver of violence that happened at the Capitol, which I didn't even see. Yeah. So we just started, when they started rounding people up and arresting people, we started interviewing these people and finding out what they did and what they were charged with and how the FBI treated them. And, you know, they take these people that have never been arrested for anything before in their lives and they treat them like drug dealers and and serial killers. They show up at their house with 40 vehicles and SWAT teams and all this stuff and it's just overkill. So it, it dovetails into police state. It dovetails into... America's invaded all this other work I've been doing in this space. And so that's the sequel is pretty, pretty moving because it, it's uh, it's really about how these people's lives have been devastated by, you know, by they walked through an open door yeah. into the Capitol building yeah. that the come on in open for them. And, and yeah. then their lives are destroyed. Right. You know, they didn't touch anything. They walked through for 11 minutes. All of a sudden they're domestic terrorists and My- the government coming after. And, you know, they've, they've announced they're going to come. Now they're going to start coming after people who were just outside, who never even went in the building. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculous. It's a continue, continuing thing. Well, hopefully it'll be over. 2024 is going to be a big year, Nick. Uh, <laughs> hopefully for the oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> for the good. Um, yeah. You still following golf, professional golf at all or no? I watch it once in a while. Yeah. I, I just, but like I said, lately <laughs> I've just been so busy. I haven't done anything but pack and go work. Writing books. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good Writing for you. Books. As yeah. always, a patriot and we're a big fan. Thank you for what you do, what you've done, and continued success. Enjoy your move. Don't pull a, ba- don't pull you, a muscle, Adam. Nick. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do a golf tournament in the middle of the country next time. Sounds good. I'll definitely keep you in mind. Thanks again. Appreciate it. All right, Adam. Her friends saying, Look how cute he is. Heard it gets along good.